0: Welcome to the Chasing Legends Outdoors podcast, where we work to chase legendary whitetails, where we work to chase and strive to be like the outdoor legends of the past and the present, and most importantly, chase and strive to be closer to the only one who truly matters, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Before we get started on the podcast, I want to mention a couple of our partners. Uh, The first one is The Vitals Live. If you haven't heard of The Vitals Live, if you're looking for a one-stop shop for you know, education and knowledge about from experts in the whitetail field, look no further than the Vitals Live. The Vitals Live is a premium learning platform that facilitates collaboration among the experts to efficiently present the information that is crucial to success and safety in the field. The Vitals Live is going to provide access to the real experts, experts such as Zach Ferenbaugh from the Hunting Public, Dan Infault, John Eberhart, Garrett Prawl, Andy May, and much more. All these experts all in one place to provide the vital strategies and best practices to help you better prepare for next season. Whether you're a beginner looking to get into whitetail hunting or you're an experienced whitetail hunter and are looking to advance your skills and knowledge in the field, become a member of the Vitals Live today. Go to thevitalslive.com and select a basic or all-access membership to start attending the trainings of the best experts in the whitetail world, the Vitals Live. Check it out also want to mention 4th Arrow. The Chasing Legends podcast is proud and excited to bring on 4th Arrow as a partner. 4th Arrow has by far the best selection and most durable camera arms on the market. So whether you've been filming for years or you're just dipping your toes in the filming game, 4th Arrow has the camera arms to fit your filming needs. However, 4th Arrow is not just a camera arm company. It also is home to Wincent and Final Rest products wind scent is this electronic scent vaporizer that turns liquid into vapor you can use the scent as an attractant, attractant or a cover scent i myself been using wind for a number of years now as a cover scent and it's definitely helped me fool the mills and many downwind whitetails over the years final rest is a leader in shooting rest innovation for all your different hunting setups so whether you're hunting from a ladder stand a pop-up blind, or a fixed blind, Final Rest has a shooting rest that will meet your needs to ensure you're making a lethal shot when the moment of truth presents itself. Visit fourtharrow.com today and check out their wide selection of camera arms, wind scent products, and shooting rests. The 4th Arrow. Check. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Chasing Legends Outdoors podcast. This is your host, Stephen Crawford, coming at you for a special episode with my favorite podcast guest, My old man, Steve Crawford, and we are sitting in our motel in Bozeman, Montana, here on November 4th, and our elk hunt starts tomorrow. How fired up are you? Oh,
1: God. Are you kidding me? You know how long we've planned this trip?
0: I mean, mean, mentally in our heads, since I graduated high school 13 years ago, so... This is uh, definitely something that we've been looking forward to for a long time. This is your first ever hunt in mountains.
1: Right. Right.
0: First ever elk hunt. I've only been on one. and uh,
1: That was in Colorado.
0: That was in Colorado. This is my first time ever stepping foot into the big sky country here in Montana. And, man, is it beautiful. You You know, I only saw little bits and pieces flying in today, and I cannot wait to put boots on the ground starting tomorrow, but... It was nice. We got into Bozeman today, yep, and kind of hunt around town. Went to went did some shopping, walking around. Went to Schnee's, um, got some food, and now we're just. I mean, it's early. It's only six forty-five, but we're like ready to hit the hay because yeah. uh, the quicker we go to bed, the quicker tomorrow comes, and tomorrow our elk hunt. Well, begins. we get
1: picked up at what ten when- forty.
0: We're getting picked at 10 a.m. We're getting picked up by our outfitter at 10 a.m. And on top of all this, this is our first ever guided hunt. I mean, you went to Manitoba. I went
1: to Manitoba.
0: 20 years ago now. 20
1: years. And um, uh, that was with a guide. Yep. But the thing is, is you're with a guide, but you're not with the guide the whole day. In other words, he takes you out on horseback. Yep. Drops you off. And, uh, you have a radio so that you can either contact them and say, Hey, I'm ready to come in. But normally you hunt morning to dark. Correct. So, um, yeah, it's been 20 years.
0: And this, this is totally different because this is an elk hunt oh, yeah. and the guides, it's a two on one. So two hunters to one guide, uh, not going to lie. We're not going to like one of those $15,000 outfitters. Um, this is definitely, uh, we had to stay within a budget, but you know, this is a once in a lifetime trip. I went to my dad a couple years ago and I just asked,
1: and you asked me basically, you know, what do you want to, if you could, if you could hunt any big
0: game animal in North America.
1: And I said, elk or mule deer. Yes. And now I get to hunt both.
0: Yeah, so we got that big game combo tag here in Montana where we're hunting. Elk is the main goal. We can both—that's number one. Yeah, so like we're, we're treating this as an elk hunt, and I know some situations change. Or if we're able to fill an elk tag, if we're lucky enough, then sure we'll we'll go mule deer hunting. Or if you know if the second to last day comes and we're not seeing elk, and we're right. seeing a lot of mule deer. Um, that we'll, could be we'll, a we'll turn it into a, a mule deer hunt but this is an elk hunt southwest montana with our rifles in our hand and just that's just it that's
1: why i'm so excited you put a rifle in my hand oh my god it changes the game big time, big time.
0: we're excited i mean we uh i'm very uh, i just had probably the worst whitetail week of my life that's that's not probably i for sure did so it's kind of a breath of fresh air, breathing in this mountain air and getting out of Michigan and and really our bow season's over. Oh we're, yeah, it's I mean, it
1: was, I mean, the thing is, is there's nothing better than a change. You know, if things aren't going
0: if things aren't going well.
1: Well, you know, let's change it up, and that's what we've well,
0: done. Yeah, we're so I I messed up on a couple bucks in the last week. Um, I'll get into one of the stories. So. A week ago, no, just over a week ago, we were we were in a spot. Where we ha- we have a piece of property that we hunt that we don't hunt very hard up until the rut for right. for good reason. Right. We wait for you know October the calendar to flip to like October twenty fifth, and that's when we really start hunting it hard because what it is, it's a travel corridor between two big bedding areas, right. and it gets really hot in the rut. Well, we finally had the right wind to go hunt it, and we were only sitting like eighty yards apart. If that, if, if that, that yeah. and um, you let a buck go because you thought he was coming to me, right? Which... Right.
1: I mean, I had uh, a shooter buck walk in front of me thirty yards, but he had a scrape over by where you were at, and he was heading that way. And he was heading that way, so I figured, you know what?
0: But he got caught up. Caught, he got caught up with a doe. Yeah. The doe was only bedded twelve yards away from me, but I could not see the buck behind some brush. And after waiting what seemed like an eternity, like half an hour for him oh, to yeah. move, he walked out 33 yards into my shooting lane, and I hit a tree. I hit it. I, In my periphery, you, you know, you're so focused on your pin. Your perifs aren't really working, especially in a moment like that where I just got caught up in the moment. This buck had been standing 25 yards away from me for Thirty minutes and I couldn't shoot. Started getting a little shake up, shaking up when he started to move, and I uh, thought I had a shooting lane. And obviously there was a little tree there, a tree there that I did not see, and I smoked it. And uh, so, but that the nice thing is that buck had no idea what had happened. I've gotten now, him. On matter tri- of fact,
1: remember, um, I texted you and said, "Hey, what's going on?" Because I heard you hit the little sapling. Yeah, I heard that, but. That buck and that doe took off, but then I saw him coming back.
0: Yeah, and so he, was he had point. no idea, and we've gotten him on trail camera multiple times since then. But anyway, we went up north after that, didn't have much luck, came back downstate into Michigan, hunted the same, I was in the same tree stand.
1: Same tree stand.
0: And you shot a buck that night. I
1: did. I shot an eight point.
0: My dad shot a nice little eight point, and... Uh, I thought we were about to double. I had a really nice buck chasing a doe through the corn, stopped at 20 yards at a scrape that I was hunting over, and I just blew the shot. I pulled it, hit him in the shoulder. Luckily, that deer's very okay because I only got about yeah. two inches of penetration. <laughs> um, that buck is completely fine. But still, total screw-up, pulled the shot. Um so that all that is just unfortunate and then I had one more incident where I it was my last bow hunt of the year and I had a nice buck step out but he was a, it was a long shot but I felt confident in it and I hit him and we had really good blood for 250 mm-hmm. yards and blood ran out so I thought I was making the right move and called the dog the dog didn't do anything. The dog yeah. really didn't lead us in any direction. Totally lost the scent. Never found another drop of blood. And yeah. we're now we're confident that deer lived. i I think I. I hit it forward. I'm not sure. But anyway, after all that, you can see why I'm ready to get the bow out of my hand for a little while, take a little break, and now we have the rifles in our hand, mm-hmm. and we're uh, we're getting after these elk. So, dead yeah. first elk hunt.
1: First helicopter, I can't tell you what this means to me. I mean, um, if I, um, I've dreamt of this day, you know, of being in Montana. Bozeman, Montana. Are you kidding me? I mean, big sky country. I never thought in a million years that I'd be here. Yeah. And I'm here. And I'm going to be there tomorrow morning.
0: It's kind of that pinnacle, like, you grow up in the Midwest, and, I mean, avid whitetail hunters, but you're always seeing these magazines, these big hunting magazines, and it's like this the staple of growing up, like, reading these hunting magazines, and on the cover, you see a guy in the mountains with all his elk gear, you know, mm-hmm. elk hunting, and it's like, that's the pinnacle of hunting right there. That's what I want to do. And you know for the longest time it just wasn't feasible you know going playing you know being caught up in sports playing college baseball and then when you get out in the real world and you find out that these hunts aren't cheap no (laughs) um even if you want to do a diy which i did a couple years ago um it's not pennies it's it's you know a big investment to get into something like this but this is like, this is what every Midwestern outdoorsman dreams of, is hunting the mountains for, it for elk.
1: It is. I mean, you, if you think about um, just some of the mountains that we looked at today, just flying in, mm-hmm. and how much room they had to move. And, um, I mean, this is no joke. You can't just go out there and think that you're going to pull the trigger and um, you're going to have a dead elk. You, you still got to be on your A game.
0: Yeah, you gotta be on your A game. We're, I mean, this is uh, a very physically exhausting. It's probably gonna be a physically exhausting hunt. Yeah, it takes a lot of physical endurance. This isn't, this isn't walking through cornfields and bean fields in Michigan. This is hiking up mountains,
1: going and, around mountains. Yeah, I mean, this is. Back, so
0: yeah, you know, you're dealing with different level of uh, elevation, elevation and. Uh, so it's going to be a challenge, but that's kind of like, that's what makes part of it so cool is that, that challenge and just hunting a different species. And, uh, I I can't wait. I, I I wish I had more like intelligent thought to put into it and, but in more expectations, I guess, I don't know what to expect, but I, I can't, I mean, we could go out here for a week. And spend a week in the mountains together. Mm-hmm. And not seeing an elk. And, and I'd be fine with that. Just
1: Because the thing is. is What you guys. What, what um, the listeners need to understand is. My son brought me on this hunt. He's the one who arranged it all. And you know. You talk about a great gift. And you know. He tells me it's payback. Because all the um, hunting trips. That I've taken him on. Well. Like. This I can't. I guess I can't put in words, um, um, but I think he understands that um, uh, spending this time together—that's um, the pinnacle to me. Yeah. You know, if I shoot a elk, that's just icing on the cake.
0: Yep. yep. That's Icing on the cake. I agree 100%. <clears throat> These are just memories that we'll have forever. And it really is a a once-in-a-lifetime hunt. I'm not saying we're never going to do this again. But, like, for now, in my mind, we're never going to do this again. So, we got to, like, I just want to be in the moment all week and enjoy every second. Even the suck. Like, you know, you you hear guys talk about, like, these big western hunts. Or even, like, Midwest whitetail sits where they are long days in the stand. You kind of got to embrace the suck and enjoy it. Right. You know, there's gonna be some times that are probably whether it's weather, weather, or yeah. we're sitting around. You know, it's hard to say you're gonna be bored because even when we're sitting on a mountainside glassing and not seeing anything, look at just just, taking just, that in, just look around you. Right. You know, I feel like you know, I'm I'm guessing that it's easier to kind of take it for granted when you live out here, but when you live in the Midwest and you come out here, you just you don't take anything for granted. You you just soak in the landscape and just enjoy God's country because it really is. It's it's so beautiful. It is, and the snow adds a whole another element. It's oh, it, does. it does. It's beautiful. I mean, when
1: you're looking at those mountain tops with snow on top, and then you see the um, where the flatlands have just a dusting on them. Yeah, you know, right now anyway well they're talking about snow this week
0: snow we're we're supposed to get a few inches of snow and Mm -hmm. everything i've heard i'm no rifle hunt like this is my first rifle hunt with it for elk in the mountains so i don't know a ton about it but i've done a lot of reading watched a lot of videos over the past couple years just preparing myself mentally and getting myself excited for this hunt um from what i hear the colder the better and we're going to have some cold temps. Oh yeah. There's some days where the highs are in the teens one. and the lows are minus 1. We have a lot of most of the days we're here um the lows will be between negative 1 and 6 degrees. So yeah. going to be cold but it's going to have the elk on their feet. And uh I'm just so fired up for that. I like do you have expect do you have goals? What's your goal?
1: My goal of course is have an opportunity to take mm-hmm. an elk. That's yeah. my goal. To have an opportunity to take an elk. Um but as far as a, a booner elk that's not my number 1 priority. No. You um, know, would I like one? Absolutely. <laughs> but um, um, I'm not going to pass up a mature we're not going to we're I'm
0: not there. we're coming out here to shoot any legal bull we see right raghorn As long like mm-hmm. obviously here in montana where we're hunting we can't shoot a spike it's got a, every to be a legal bull has to be a brow time bowl, but any legal bull we see will most likely be pulling the trigger
1: yeah. I
0: just can't I can't put my I can't put myself in the headspace to think that I'm gonna have the audacity to pass up a bull when i've never shot one before (laughs) you know what i mean i had my opportunity in 2019 i i hit one i i hit one in the shoulder and never. that was a bow hunt that was a bow hunt
1: yeah
0: um but i'm uh i'm really excited to be out here kind of turn a new page i needed a breath of fresh air after the week i had whitetail hunting and uh Still excited to go back to Michigan and oh yeah, you know well, we, have, we get back we we get back on the thirteenth and we Maybe hop in a truck and go up to deer camp
1: and, and go to uh hart Michigan,
0: no hawks hawk Michigan hawk. where our deer camp is so. Yeah. um, but I'm just i'm gonna enjoy every single minute of this next seven eight days that we're here, and my my goal like. I'd say my overall goal is to just soak in the, enjoy the moment, be in the moment. I feel like it's so hard to not be in the moment these days, you know, with your cell phone, but, um, be in the moment, enjoy the whole week, enjoy every experience of this week, soak it all in, soak in the mountains. And like you said, if we get an opportunity and an elk, it's just a cherry on top. It is. It really is. is. But I mean, we do, we're, we're driving home. And we're driving home because we want to shoot an elk. And and, and, and drive, you know, buy a few coolers and, and have a freezer full of elk meat at home. So that would be awesome. But uh really, really excited about this trip. Didn't want to have like a too long of an episode, just kind of a, a prep pregame. I mean I mean, you grew up you've never shot anything besides a white tail, big game wise. Right. And I,
1: right, I, I've i never been on a big hunt like this. I so. mean, I've never... I'm like going to uh, Manitoba. I mean, we've that done... it awesome.
0: It was awesome. And you and I, over the last like six, seven years, we've done a lot of whitetail trips. Right, Missouri. Missouri. Nebraska, Illinois, Ohio. Right. We've done all that. And that's... We'll still do that. Yeah. But this is just a whole nother level of excitement.
1: Right, um, right. And yes, the... Uh, you know, my goal, yes to kill an elk but it's also to you know like you said um Enjoy just the take moment. in everything that you can from this trip learn from it because um, if there's ever another possibility of it happen again great but if not the memories are there
0: amen so. amen so really excited so i wanted to do this kind of pre-hunt quick podcast get fired up for it give you guys an update on what so it's november 4th now we're going to be hunting the 5th through the 11th Mm -hmm. um i can't wait i can't wait and then uh we'll do a on our way home we'll do a, a wrap up podcast on how the hunt went any stories we want to share uh
1: Oh, there'll be stories.
0: There'll be stories whether we are coming home with an elk or a mule deer or what. So no matter what, we'll have stories to share. Just ah man. Been waiting for this for a long time.
1: Long time. And it's um like I said, it starts tomorrow.
0: Yeah. Starts tomorrow. It's gonna get real real quick. We're getting picked up at ten AM. We're gonna be at the cabin um by twelve thirty. Yeah. And we're going to shoot our rifles. Yeah. And we're going to hopefully be on the mountain hunting by an early afternoon. So just think this time tomorrow we'll have our first hunt of the first day of hunting wrapped up. Yeah, baby.
1: <laughs>
0: <clears throat> Real excited. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, short podcast. Just wanted to, you know, talk about it, get all fired up. And, uh, like i said we'll do a wrap-up podcast on our on our way home and and tell you any stories we had but hope you're having fun back out in the midwest Uh, i mean i guess the one if there if somebody put a gun to my head and said what's the one if you had to say one negative thing about the trip it'd be the timing when it comes to whitetail hunting yeah but I, i really don't it really i really don't care um, we can right tail hunt the rut every year after this. Right. You know? And right. you got a buck tag filled. I'm yeah. pretty confident with the buck even though I've screwed up a couple times with the bucks we're getting on camera still and right. Excited well, for up north that we're gonna fill a few buck we'll tags. Okay. Yep. Yep. So uh well thanks for listening and tune in for the, the post hunt podcast. Hopefully we'll have some good stories for you guys. Stay wild. See ya. So as you knew, know, that the new routine, I'm going to finish up with a Bible verse in this podcast. Uh, you know, my faith is very important to me. And if, like I've said in podcasts before, if you don't want to listen to this part, that that's your choice. But if I can reach somebody or make somebody think or make somebody grow closer to Jesus, just one person, um, then... Uh, That's what Jesus wants us to do, really. We're put on this earth to spread the gospel. That's plain and simple. So I'm just trying to do my part as a a person with Jesus. So Bible verse, this podcast is Romans chapter 15, verse 5. This is about strength. I thought it related well with this podcast because we're going to need our strength this week um, here you know, if we're if we end up killing an elk and hauling it out, or just even climbing these mountains here in Montana, um, but it kind of it ties into Christ. So Romans chapter fifteen verse five, may the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Jesus Christ had. Let me read that again. May the God who gives e- endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Jesus Christ that Christ Jesus had. To me, what this is telling me is, you know, we get so excited and we want to build up so much strength, whether it's physical strength or you want to build the endurance for this marathon you're running on or build endurance for an elk hunt you're going on or you want to have that or you have, you know, this uh, positive mindset toward a goal. You should go into each day with that endurance and positive energy to spread the word of Jesus. Because that's what he did. Every day he woke up with uh, a great attitude and endurance to spread the gospel and spread the good news of Jesus Christ. So I think we all can, I can improve at this, we all can, but waking up every day with not just the excitement like my dad and I have to go on this hunt or the excitement to, you know, whether whatever you have going on that day. Uh, or maybe you're having a bad day and you need the strength of Jesus, but you should wake up every day excited to live your life through Him. Live your life for Christ. And some days I wake up in just a bad mood. And if your faith is strong in Jesus, and eh, what I, we, you know, we're human, so we're going to wake up with an certain days and not be in the greatest mood. But if you can take a minute to reflect and pray and meditate and be with Jesus, then that gives you an opportunity to have a, turn your day around and have that energy to go out there and live like he did. Love yourself. I know. Love your neighbor as you love yourself and love God with everything you have. It's tough to do, but that's why he wants us to live. So, we're gonna do everything we can to, to do that to please Him, so we can, uh, so we can spend eternity with Him. So that's what I got. Romans fifteen five. Check it out. Stay wild, everybody. Have a good one.